Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Madrigal at the Movies with Rob and Rob. I am one of your hosts, Peter Madrigal. Hey, guys, and I'm Rob Federick, and I feel real funny to be here today. <laughs> well, I'm Rob Schulte, and I haven't watched this movie in so long, guys. I have so much to say, but Peter, you have something special to tell our audience today. Uh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. So if you all watch uh, Social Happy Hour on uh, YouTube and where, where else are we? Uh, we have our own Brand. website. It's like uh, socialhappyhour.live. You will uh, recognize this person. He is the producer and the co-host of the show, Johnny Tilapia Ariola. How you doing, baby? <laughs> the tilapia hey, stuck. Oh, huh? yeah, baby. The tilapia stuck. How you doing, Johnny? What's going on, boys? You good? Oh, man. <laughs> it's, so, I, it's so awesome to have you on our show for, you know, because we've gone on your show a couple of times. So it's awesome to have you here, man. So yes. it's, it's cool thank to, you. Yeah, it's I'm a little intimidated, if I'm going to be honest. Um, <laughs> Johnny taught me everything I need to know about uh, live shows with Peter. And oh, so uh, oh, I'm glad to have you here, Johnny. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, it's good to be here. And this is a great subject that uh, it, it holds dear to my heart. And, uh, you know, also being on with Magical at the Movies. Oh, my God. I listened to you guys last week. You guys did. Uh, Pulp Fiction. Yes. And you at know the what? time of this recording. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, I, I got to tell you, it blew me away to think when you guys were talking about the movie in 1994 and where you guys were. Um, and I was like, I graduated high school in 1994. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You guys are young. Oh, boy. yeah, Johnny, you well, we're yeah, and Johnny, you're the Johnny. age of, of my older of my older brother was. And so, like, okay. I'm still, like, interacting in a way where, like, I got his take on stuff that, gotcha. like, infiltrated my takes. And essentially, it's why I started wearing chain wallets. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> Johnny, why don't you tell everybody what movie we are reviewing today? Because this is oh. one of your, your favorite movies of all time. So of what all time. And you've yeah. given him kind of a gangster name, so I feel like it's appropriate, yeah, exactly. right? Exactly. So, it's yeah, of all time. Of, 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 of all time. I mean, well, I mean, uh, Rob uh, Frederick was saying funny. Uh, he's going to be funny today, but I want to know funny how. Like right. like, <laughs> like he's a clown, like he's here to amuse me, or, or, or what's going on with him? What's happening? Funny, We're reviewing Goodfellas, guys. Come on. Yeah. The best movie yeah. of all time. The best Ooh. mobster movie of all time. Now, there's a bunch wow. of movies wow. that Coming great, out strong. But, Coming out strong. Coming out strong. Oh, oh. Whoa. And hey, okay Johnny, I got to say it. Yeah. I, I've yeah. heard, I've heard, and I and I hope that you can clarify, because I don't know too much about the background of Goodfellas other than the things that I know about the making of it a little bit, but I've heard that this is also the most accurate mob movie ever made. Yes. 97% accurate, uh, which was, you know, well, I, I got to say two things. Th this movie I'd like was, to know that. Sorry, you keep going, Johnny. No, no, no. I was just going to say that this movie is 97% accurate of uh, portrayal based on, you know, mobsters. But um, the the best movie, and uh, I, know, I know we're not talking about this one, but it was Gotti portrayed by Armand Asante. All right. Uh, yeah. HBO. Yeah. And, and Michael Franchese, who's, who, who is a gangster, was a gangster, was a mobster, uh, uh, contest to that. And wow. uh yeah, yeah, he said that. But anyway, but but this was this was. I mean, again, one of my all time favorite films. It's, no, it's true crime. 
right? And thing. with everyone being so into true crime podcasts and stuff, obviously we're going to get a million downloads on this episode alone. <laughs> oh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> but I think that is also like you look at true crime podcasts, let's say, or just documentaries or whatever, and then you look at a Scorsese film that is essentially a true crime story. It's like how could you get? How could people not love it? You know, exactly. Absolutely. No, absolutely. Here's here's the thing though. It's it's a, it would it be considered your Superman too, Johnny? Oh, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I know you talk about the Superman 2 thing. I don't get I do get it, but I don't get it that much. Well, well stay on after the podcast and we'll it's only going to take a couple of hours, but we're going <laughs> right, to explain right, it to you. Right. Oh, uh, perfect. But, hey, Rob, yes. uh, I think we've already answered this question. Yeah, but what would you rate this? I I feel like it's stab yourself in the chest with a kitchen knife kind of movie if you haven't seen it, because, you know, Goodfellas, if obviously there's a lot of Scorsese movies that I would say you could, you know, if you're going to talk about Scorsese's legacy or whatever, you'd be like, hey, you can watch, you know, Tax or whatever. But for me, honestly, Goodfellas is like. In my opinion, one of his masterpieces, very neck and neck with another one. But like, like I would say, hands down, you got to say Goodfellas is the best mobster movie of all time. So, yes. What's your I, second best? A mobster movie of all time? Yeah. Uh, for, Analyze uh, this. Scorsese. Scorsese movie. Oh, Scorsese movie? <laughs> oh, yeah. You want to know, you wanna know actually what movie I really love of Scorsese? And it's not a very popular one. The Aviator. Well, really? I oh, love wow. The Aviator. And I'll wow. tell you why. The Aviator has a... I guess just because I wanted, I've always wanted to be a filmmaker and stuff. And The Aviator had it all, but it was this classic era of Hollywood with this, you know, mogul, this this entrepreneur, and the way that it's shot, I think it's just so cinematically beautiful, or whatever. And it wasn't something that I was expecting Scorsese to do because I always associate Scorsese with violent mobster movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though he's done a couple of other things, Hugo. Hugo, yeah, but that came later. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, but but to me, uh, that and then I would probably put Taxi Driver or ah, man, Raging Bull too is a hard one. It's just they're well, so good. Well, actually, yeah, we're gonna get into it because this is my second favorite Scorsese film. What's and your what second favorite? Huh? Second favorite? What's that? What? So what does that mean? My here? favorite Scorsese film of all time is Casino. Interesting. I mm. love that. Maybe it's because I maybe it's because I'm a Vegas guy. I love Las Vegas. Yeah, but I love Casino, and I think it's so underrated. But that's not that's not taking anything away from I this. Feel like they're I just mean, so like, related this, too. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like Scorsese considered uh, Casino the sequel to Goodfellas. I can see why. Though. Yeah, huh. you know, they make <laughs> yes. uh, directors make interesting statements. You know, it's like Black Swan and the Wrestler are related. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No. I think. Uh, I think. My favorite Scorsese film is The Big Shave. Oh, his short from NYU? Yeah. Yeah, his NYU short about Vietnam. Uh, It's great. One dude just shaving in front of the mirror, bleeding to death, basically. Yeah. But I think the, that, it's not my, obviously not my favorite Scorsese film, but that short, while in college, shows why this guy can do so much with a movie. And it's almost the back of the box moment. I just need to get this part out real quick. All right, let's Um, set it up in the back of the box. First time I saw The Big Shave, I didn't understand the allegory. When someone told me it was an allegory for the Vietnam War, my head fucking exploded. And I watched that thing like five times in a row after that. I didn't know we could swear on this podcast. 
Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. By all means, we we are not regulated by anyone but ourselves, and oh, probably Jeff Bezos in some way. We are. <laughs> we're reviewing a Joe Pesci movie. You gotta. You goddamn right. We're gonna fucking <laughs> yeah. Say you're shit here all now. Day. I'm gonna read the back of the box of Gone Fishing. I'm okay. here to fucking amuse uh, you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, seen, but it is the back of the, the box uh, moment. It right? is the back of the box moment. Okay. You motherfucker, you. <laughs> And that's all it says. That's crazy. Uh, no, it goes like this. The best mob movie ever by Siskel and Ebert. Uh, when Martin Scorsese, one of the world's most skillful and respectful directors, reunited with two-time Oscar winner Robert De Niro in Goodfellas, the result was one of the best and most powerful films of the year. Based on the true life best-selling Wise Guy by Nicholas Pileggi and backed by a dynamic pop rock oldies soundtrack, critics and filmgoers alike declared Goodfellas great. Okay. Uh, it was named 1990's best film by uh, New York, Los Angeles, and the National Film Society, and it earned six Academy Awards nominations, including Best Picture and Best Director. I believe Joe Pesci, I'm just, now that I'm done with the box, also won... For best supporting actor. Supporting actor. Yeah, I think that this is like a my VHS case, so it's it's a little messed up. But uh, <laughs> this is definitely one that was put out after the Oscars or right before the Oscars. Who, who won the Oscars that year instead of Goodfellas? Best picture Peter. went to uh, Dances with Wolves. Dances with nineteen ninety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was uh, I was just in an antique store. And they had, it was really beaten to death, but it was like a collector's edition, big Dances with Wolves box, leather bound with all the VHS tapes. <laughs> I, just, oh, I just got into college in 1990. No, no, no. Wait a minute. That was high school. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so that was I, back. Guys, the going back to what we were talking about, the cursing. So like, I don't know why I, this came to mind, but I wanted to see if you guys, have you guys ever seen uh, John Goodman on SNL doing Raging Bull with um, Jim Brewer as Joe Pesci and they no. can't swear. Oh, God. So they're doing the scene where like, did you fuck my wife? You know, but they're saying shampoo instead. Joey, I got to ask you something. What's that, Jake? It's a question. What's the matter, Jake? What's wrong? Did you shampoo my wife? <laughs> oh, how can you ask that? I'm your brother. Answer the shampoo in question, Joey. Did you or did you not shampoo my wife? <laughs> you know what? You're a sick shampoo, you know that? I'm not gonna answer you because your head is all shampooed up over here. In fact, why don't you go shampoo yourself, you stupid, paranoid mother shampooer? <laughs> and it's just so good, man. Like, so, like, you gotta, yeah, you gotta oh, watch that. Lord. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's hilarious. But, but, okay, so, Johnny, you were in high school when this movie came out, correct? Yes. I, I, so I was, yeah, I was. So you saw this movie when you were in high school, right? When did you first see this? And what made you such a fan, like so obsessed you know, with this film? I, you know what? That's a great question. I don't remember when I first saw it because I've seen it so many freaking times. Um, but here's what I do remember. So um, I think in uh, 1993, I was... Uh, well, what am I saying? I think I know I, I was I was I was an assistant manager at uh, Cineplex Odeon. So a movie theater. You guys know Cineplex Odeon? Yeah, have, you ever, have you ever heard of that? Yes, yes. I have not. 
Wow. I'm wow. dating myself there. I'm dating myself. So Cinecom- could it be yeah. where I'm from though? Is it where I'm at? I yeah. Know. I mean, that could be it too, but they were, they were pretty big. I think they were, I think they were all over, but yeah. they changed. Well, they were. I mean, now you got AMC and you got uh, Pacific and all that stuff, but they yeah. were not in Lee's summit, Missouri. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. So, so I was the assistant manager there. And um, I mean, we, when I was there, we had movies like uh, Shaw, uh, Shawshank Redemption. Oh yeah, uh, Speed was there. Yeah, one, one, one of my favorites, also. Um, but every night, as as a manager, I had to go up and input an hour's worth of of um, you know uh, documents of what the what the uh, cinema made that day. Oh wow! Okay, and so. We put in the spreadsheet and it took about 45, 50 minutes. And every night I had the VHS Goodfellas playing in the background while I was doing this wow. every single night. And then wherever I stopped, the next day I went in, I just played it from where it was. And oh, it awesome. was repeated over and over and over and over and over. And I got to tell you, I was there for two years. So I watched this movie. Oh. Like it was like it was a religion. Yeah. I knew wow. every single word, every single word in the script, and my vocabulary in my twenties became all the lines of Goodfellas. And some people thought it was annoying, and I thought it was funny as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what is funny? We had another guest on here recently as well. Um, that his favorite movie is Jaws, and it was a similar story. Remember when he yes. would be working and animating, he had it on audio and he would listen to it because he had recorded it just because they were animators. So they couldn't really watch it on VHS or whatever, but he went and it was the same thing, Johnny, like they would watch it like while they were working <laughs> and he like knew yeah. all the lines and stuff like that. So it's gotta be a phenomenon. It's like your favorite movies yeah. got to impact your soul that way that you're able to watch it over and over and over again and never get completely, completely. And I heard you guys talk about, you know, I mean, I, I know the story too. At Tarantino was a, you know, he, he worked in a video store, right? Right. right. I, I mean, I, I thought being that I was working in a movie theater, I was going to get into this industry, which so happened that that wasn't the case. Uh, but I am in this industry and this is yeah. what I've been doing for, you know, the past 20, 20 years now. Nice. Um, so, yeah. Do you guys know what the, so Goodfellas was based on a book. Do you guys know the name of the book? A wise guys. Uh, look at yeah. Peter. Yeah. Are you like this? Is like one of my favorite movies. To be ever. fair, it was on the back of the box. So. To be uh. fair, it was. On the- <laughs> 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 yeah, that's true. What's his name? P- Paluga. P- uh, P- yeah. So <laughs> yeah, Rob knows it. <laughs> uh, it? Nicholas Pelleggi. 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 Yeah. You gotta, you gotta have that little Italian in there. Pelleggi. Pelleggi. Yeah. And, and and I'm coming to you guys from Chicago right now, so I'm I'm kind of you know I'm I'm bringing the uh, the wise guy uh, uh, accent or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Hell Who yeah. knows? I don't know. I'm hanging out. I want to smoke this cigar after we're done, yeah. and I'm there I'm, I'm drinking some rosé all day, relaxing and talking about the best movie that I think of all time. To anyway, anybody well, that doesn't know, Johnny runs Chicago. Okay, just letting everybody <laughs> know out there, he runs it. All right. He invented their specialty pizza. I I don't well, know how. I don't know why. Yeah. Chicago but he did. dish. So well, that's yes. what he told James Kennedy, and he believed it. <laughs> <laughs> you remember? The, remember that pizza? Yes, I do. Yes, I do, man. Yes, I do. 
So oh, I, I want to talk a little James. bit about the influence of Goodfellas and, you know, when we all first watched it. So, Johnny, you were in high school and you uh, did you get to see this movie in theaters at all or did you uh, see it after the fact? Because I definitely saw it after the fact. I did not get to see it in theaters. But yeah, uh, you know, I think I saw it after the fact. Also, I, like I said, I don't really remember the first time I watched the movie because it's been embedded in my mind so much right. that I watched it for the past year and a half that I was at that movie theater right. watching it. But I don't know. I, I, I really, I, yeah. I wish I, I remembered. I was trying to remember earlier, but yeah, I have Got no clue. It. How about, how about you guys? I know I saw it in, uh, I think I, I was in New Jersey in like 1998. I think it was just playing. My dad and I were watching, uh, I think it was analyzed this we rented and and then for some reason my dad was like oh man goodfellas so is it like we should watch goodfellas you and i never saw it yeah you got a gift give me that bill yeah. yes, give me that do. bill yeah. yes you do no yes you yes you do <laughs> that bill. i need that bill yeah but no he uh, uh we watched it and i remember just thinking like I'd never seen a movie where violence was so realistically depicted not stylized mm. you know mm. what i mean like other than like maybe Saving Private Ryan, where I was like, wow, now I know what war is really like, you know what yeah. I mean? But like um, I saw Goodfellas and I just remember being kind of shocked by like, because it's not an overtly gory movie, but like just the 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 way the violence is depicted and the one, you know, when they kill people and stuff like that, like, like I, I was just like, wow, like th this feels real. And on top of that despite all the shock and the violence, I wanted to go along for the ride with these guys. Like yeah. I was in the Ray Liotta seat going like, I really am Absolutely. magnetized by this gangster life. I want to know what this is about. You know, I don't mm -hmm. know if you guys right. felt that way too, but Rob, when did you see it? Uh, I saw it early high school, maybe okay. freshman year, maybe sophomore. Cause I think I saw it when I started working at Sam Goody Suncoast and oh, wow. I would just bring home, you know, when DVDs, started becoming a thing it's like not every movie was on dvd so like i worked at during that transition when suncoast had vhs and dvds so of course when a new goodfellas with special features and audio commentaries and stuff i was like i've never seen this right. everyone loves this i'm just buying it and i bought it i went home watched it that night because here's the thing i think 10 years ago i would have said i was a huge loser but looking back on it now, no, I would leave work on a Friday night with two movies, like go home yeah. and watch them and have the time of my life. And it was probably a lot better than any choices I made after I started drinking alcohol. But <laughs> <laughs> we now know where Rob got all his VHS. One thing I will <laughs> say about being in high school and really being into this, the other side of it, I, I had started watching Sopranos. Which, oh, yeah, although there are similarities, of course, they are completely different things. Um, yeah. And I think in the early stages of high school, my faculties weren't strong enough to not think this was this is so cool. Look at these yeah. guys. They get to do whatever they want. And like, no the honor. And you don't snitch and all these sort of things mm -hmm. that as you kind of like work into the real life. Although it's really great to be honorable and honest and do the right thing. Like, it's usually never a good idea to pistol whip anyone. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I, upon rewatching it, I will talk to after we take a break. But I still yeah. think we have a couple of more things to say before we take that break. 
Yeah, well, uh, I first saw this movie because my dad was a huge uh, uh, gangster so, fan. Uh, no, okay. no, no. So he loved The Godfather. Loved the actually he he liked the third one. He loved the first two. Yeah, yeah the first two. But he was all about like renting like you know uh, uh, Goodfellas and Casino. So I first saw I first saw Goodfellas when I was like seven or eight years old. Wow. <laughs> Wow. It totally comprehended everything. Yeah. Right. right. I didn't comprehend everything, but it was was just like, it was just Joe Pesci, like, fuck, fuck, fuck. That's all. That's all it was. And my dad was like, you know, he, you know, it was uber Catholic. He was all like, you know, why is he saying so many bad words? And it's like, it registered in my mind. I was like, is this the way these guys talk? You know? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, eight year old little me, like, I'm like, wow, this is crazy. You know? I can't wait to get through CCD so I can start cussing too. (laughs) <laughs> hey, how many how many fucks do you think they said in that movie? God, oh, no, that's a that's trivia a good question. trivia question for sure. What's the I, answer? I, I, I have the answer right now, but oh. let's take a guess. I'm going to say, say above one fifty. I'm going to say in the range of ah, one fifty sounds good actually, but I'll, I'll say I'll say I'll say two hundred. One hundred and twelve times. Wow. Yeah. 300 times. Oh, dude. <laughs> My gut was the Price is right three, rules. But I was like, one. that's too much. That's too much. <laughs> really? 100 times. Wow. Damn. So it's an average I, I, I Friday night for us. I thought that was the same deal with Casino. I remember that. And and Raging Bull. It's like, he, he the, like he, I think he holds the record for the most no bucks shit. in a movie, I think. Yeah. Okay. No wonder so, he had such a hard time on Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my tooth my tooth um guys uh before we go to break i will say this the only scorsese film i know none of us will ever see and i wish we could is the fake scorsese film they were shooting during curb your enthusiasm i don't know if you all remember that or not but uh after break we'll talk about it It's Madrigal at the Movies with Rob and Rob. Uh, or, Peter hold on, brought on you, his cut, you cut the break off before I could say another fo- film. Are you talking about Entourage? No, The Muse. Have you ever seen The Muse with no. Sharon Stone? No. Uh, dude, you should watch that movie. It's about a woman in Hollywood that's supposed to be this muse that, like, uh, uh-huh. makes everyone uh-huh. inspired to, like, right. And apparently Scorsese goes to her with uh, trying to make Raging Bull 2. <laughs> <laughs> which it's hilarious but you got to watch it and then also cameron goes up there too james cameron goes to talk to her it's a good movie you should check it out with albert brooks i do want to check that oh god Um, yeah there's just one episode where larry's in new york shooting a scene like throwing money and about to throw a guy off of a ceiling or a rooftop (laughs) and and Marty's like, I don't know. I think we need to do it again. And uh, Larry and Marty get in an argument because he's like, you're not even watching me. You're just looking at a at a view screen here next to you. Like, I'm right here in front of you. Anyway, uh, this time watching the movie, though, guys, watching Goodfellas mm. just this weekend, just mere hours ago. That was it for I, me, actually. On Netflix. Yeah. Uh, no, I can. I tell you, like. So much of this rings so much differently in my mid thirties. <laughs> like, what are you doing, man? This is the worst idea ever. Right. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Why would you do that? <laughs> but like, I still was like, like you said, Rob along for the ride. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I just remember when I watched it recently. I watched it maybe like about a month ago. Uh, so it was still fresh in my mind when we were going to do this episode. And one of the things that stuck out to me that I, I, that I was like, oh, yeah. Like when young Ray Liotta, when he's a kid, I forget the actor's name, um, gets caught yeah, for yeah, selling yeah. cigarettes or whatever. He gets pinched and he's like, oh, no, he got pinched. And then like uh, De Niro gives him like a wad of cash. And he's like, you kept your mouth shut. And you didn't say and you didn't give anybody away. Everybody gets pinched or whatever. And then like they celebrate it like it's his rite of passage. Right. <laughs> I was like, wow. Like, I mean, I, I, I don't know why that struck a chord with me, but I really felt like, oh, man, like this is like. I would I would believe that this is the rite of passage for you to become a gangster is getting pinched and not saying anything and then just joining the brotherhood of like we can trust you now uh let's let's throw you in for the good stuff I guess. I, I have I, a theory. I uh, have a theory. And that is that we are told a lot during our youth that there are these rites of passage for us uh-huh. but we don't but there's never anything in real life that is like hey here's the rite of passage that we are passing the torch <laughs> on to you. Isn't this yep. great? But we see them all the time in movies. Yep. And I think that when we can pinpoint like this is a moment, this is a rite of passage for someone yeah. in this story being told. It's like, God, I want that. That is so cool. <laughs> you, know? you know, I always tried to uh, growing up. I wanted to be a gangster. I, oh, I, I was Lord. looking, I was looking to find somebody to get me in to be a gangster. Cause that, that, I mean, that was, that was the whole, I don't know. I, I, I growing up Italian, I'm, I'm Italian, I'm Mexican. And, uh, I don't know if that's politically correct, but I really don't care. Um, but, but yeah, Wait, being I, Italian I and Mexican be, politically, <laughs> I wanted to be a Mexican, Scott Irish, you know, <laughs> if, if it's uh, politically correct in the mafia syndicate, if, there you go. Exactly. I exactly. see. I see. So, but, anyway. but it could it, and it was definitely because of Goodfellas, right, Johnny? Like that, that was it was fun. because of Goodfellas. It was because I mean, I, my my grandmother knew Tony Accardo, who was, uh, you know, one of the uh, big time mafia people here in Chicago. Wow. Right. Uh, that ran it um, and was connected. And, you know, my family was, I mean, we weren't anywhere near that, but, but uh, yeah, we were, we were all around it, connected to it. Well, and it was, I, it was, it was, it was, you know what it was? It was uh, interesting. It was, it was like, like, like the movie showed. It was, you wanted to be a part of that family. You wanted to be, you know, in that lifestyle. Anyway. It's nice to be respected. Well, before it's I get nice to my people to like want you, you know, want yeah. you. Before I get to my update on this, I want to know, Johnny, do you have an update on this watch? Like, like what stood out to you? You know, something that maybe because I know you've seen it billions of times at this point, you know, Millions. and Papa Johnny, maybe life has changed, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Since last year. Yeah. So so, do you have any updates on this on this watch? What, what what's the what, what do you mean? What do you mean? Updates like, well, like watching it for this most you. recent time. Did yeah. it did anything else stick out to you? Sorry, Peter, didn't mean to. That's fine. No worries. No, it just really became nostalgic again because I, I watched it again to, uh, you know, because I knew I was coming on talking about it. So I watched it again and uh, my wife was looking at me. She's looking at me watching the screen and saying, you're looking at this like you've never seen it before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's cool. You're, wow. You're yeah. Like you never saw this before and you've seen it a million times. Yeah. And uh, it's one of those things. I, I, don't, I don't know. It's just, it's it's. Uh, something that sticks with you and, and that's what's built with, that's what we hope filmmaking is all about you know yeah, exactly we, yes. we hope we it, it can it can really resonate with somebody and find an audience and you never know what what you do with these movies and 
this is this is one that did for me. You know, it's funny. Account. It's funny how you say that too, because we reviewed a movie a while back. Uh, my favorite horror movie of all time, Scream. And I remember when I was in high school mm. uh, or like middle school, really, when that came out. I I watched it like all the time. I had the VHS of it, and I would watch it all the time and study it. And, like, and I loved it a lot. Like it was like I knew I memorized this movie, right? And then it had been a while that I see. Every once in a while, I would catch it here and there, but it maybe had been like a like a three to four year gap. And I rewatched it recently with my, well, recently, almost a year ago with my girlfriend uh, at, uh, who was like starting to get, become my girlfriend at the time and she had never seen it. And when I saw it, it was like, well, first of all, I was enjoying her first time experience, but it was like I that nostalgia factor you talk about, Johnny, of coming back to the movie. It was like, oh yeah. man, I'm hanging out with a good old friend of mine. You know what I mean? And that's mm -hmm. what those movies do. It's like they, they bring you back to that state of mind, which is, Amazing, you know, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's uh, the trick to the magic of movies is you nailed it on the head with that. And I think there's a lot of ways where nostalgia can be extremely dangerous and like cement people in like one place because it's where they feel mm -hmm. comfortable. But I think that a true fan of something can watch it like the way you're talking about, where the way your wife pointed it out to you, Johnny, where it's like there's always something else to find it. You know, if I am a fan of this, if I'm not strictly using this piece of media to keep me in a good headspace, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. Like, I think there is a difference there. And yeah. it really, I don't want to get, I'm I'm no doctor. I don't know if you guys know this. So uh, You're not? But I'm, I'm, I'm a do. doctor. Oh, okay. Johnny's doctor. Okay. Consult him. Uh, we had a, you, you, you a, a meeting after this. Charged me six thousand dollars. But uh, uh, but no, I do think there is something there. There's a danger because, like, I just and this is the last I'll say of it. But like, you guys were talking about when our friend was listening to Jaws while animating. Well, there's one point in my life where I would listen to movies and television shows, like the recordings of them, that made me laugh because I was going through like a super terrible breakup, you know? So wow. I would just go for like long yeah. drives. And after a moment of time, I was like, yeah, I like this shit, but I gotta, st I I'm not gonna enjoy the film if I'm just listening to it because I'm sad, you know, right, or right, watching right, it because right. I'm not happy. You know, right. I have to like have that mingle of things. Yeah. Anyway, Absolutely. Uh, my rant is over. Well, all hey. I got to say is that uh, yeah. my update on this watch is that he became one of the worst drug dealers ever. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> He's begging to be caught, man. <laughs> I'm literally like a few hours removed from finishing the movie, and I'm like, oh, my God, because that, that happens to be actually my favorite scene. It's like <clears throat> so, when, he, when he's running the guns. And so the true story. I was out running uh, about a year ago, right? I was, I ran, uh, like, I, I ran all the way to Robertson and I was running back. It was like a six mile, I did a six mile hey. run. Yeah. And, uh, and sure enough, a helicopter starts following me. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. And I was oh, like, my God. why is this helicopter following me? You is know, it a helicopter or a drone? Run. It was a helicopter. And was it there at all? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I was all you like, gotta what, get off that shit. What, it's making you paranoid. Am I, what am I, Henry Hill? <laughs> yeah. oh, it's turning your brain to mush. Oh, so man. Mush. So, yeah, that's my favorite scene. That's my update on this whole thing. It was all like, wow, this guy is the, he's literally asking, begging to get caught, you know? And he rats everybody I would out. Like, like, what the fuck? Well, I mean, yeah. that <laughs> happened in real life, right? Like, he, he went into the, uh, Witness FBI protection. witness protection program and he ratted everyone out uh, to mm -hmm. like stay it was his 
only choice. Yeah. He was not a made man. Well, he was, he was, yeah, and he was going to be killed. killed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, Rob Federick's voice has such a radio voice. You, you sound oh like God. you like need to have your own, you know, love line. Rob Federick, come over to Sirius <laughs> you know, like, XM with a, me, man. Like How is going on with that voice there? I, I appreciate it, man. Great. I'm trying to get more voiceover work, honestly. Do you want to know a funny story that has nothing to do with the podcast or anything like that? I, I did get an audition once for a video game title, and they said it was a AAA video game title. It was a Viking game. Mm. And I was like, mm. okay, this is interesting. And they give you the story breakdown of what you're supposed to say, but they wouldn't tell you anything about the title, right? Because it's this, the, And I'm of reading the story, and I'm sending the recording, and I send it in, and then, like, no joke, like, maybe, like, a month or two later, I see the trailer for, oh, nice, Pandemonium. Nice, nice. Sorry, Johnny just showed a cigar on screen. I, 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 don't, I don't mean I didn't mean to distract you. Sorry. No, 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 no. It's good. I, you know, I, I and I, I'll tell you about a, a cigar thing later. But um, no, yeah, but yeah. then I, I look three months later, and it's the fucking trailer for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh wow! And I had not no idea that that, that wow. I was auditioning for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So like, I feel like that was like my one moment in voiceover that I've gotten. That, but I got I got to put more. You know what, Johnny? You're gonna make me put more effort into it. So I appreciate that, man. You need uh, to. You need to because I'm telling you. I, I mean, I'm I just I, I'm hearing it. I heard it when you were on Social Happy Hour with us. And uh, yeah, you you got something there that that uh, you do it. Do right. it. You're gonna you're gonna make a lot <laughs> Peter, of money. Peter, something for we'll us to work towards. Yeah. Um, now, <laughs> Schulte, you got a great voice there. <laughs> All right, now do Peter. Now tell, give him a compliment. No, no, no. no but honestly, though, guys, I've I've heard from our <laughs> listeners that they really enjoy the diversity of the vibe of voices because we they, we all we're all distinct in the podcast, and that everybody mm. has an idea of who's talking, and they love the individuality, but the vibe that we've all put out. So. Uh, I, I always second that because I do feel like you guys have uh, uh, awesome uh, well, celebratory <laughs> awesome voices. So. <laughs> anyway, back to Goodfellas. We're all four Goodfellas on this podcast doing good things, talking about good movies. Um, <laughs> and Goodfellas. Now, wait, wait. Does everybody everybody remember why they were called, why, why the movie's called Goodfellas? There's a quote in it in the film. I don't, uh, I, I don't remember. Johnny, could you like of a uh, Good Friday? <laughs> Rob, why don't you tell us so that we don't put our guests hey, on the spot? Just here's the thing: these are good guys, they're good fellas, they're one of us. It's okay. Oh, exactly. Yeah, it's right. like he's like they used to. We used to know each other as good fellas because of what the quote that Johnny just yes. Made, so. And so. did you guys know that Martin Scorsese didn't direct the the first scene in the production of Goodfellas? No, I didn't know really? that. Who wait, did? wait, wait. What was the first scene? Was it Robert Rodriguez? He wasn't. I don't think he was. I think he was like. <laughs> that, I mean that that that, that would have made sense, but no, it was. Uh, he he got somebody. So they did. You remember Maury's wigs? Maury's yeah. wigs. Yeah. Oh, come yeah. off. So yeah. that was the first day of production, the first scene of production, and uh, um, Marty. Marty, I, I sound like I know him. No, so Marty, your best friend. <laughs> everybody knows him as Marty. Yeah, of course. So Marty said, uh, "I was just on the phone with him, and he told me this." You know, that's all. Uh, he, he got somebody who directed commercials in that caliber. Oh, yeah. Just wanted yeah. to see what it was. So that that's what he did. And that was the first day of production. Crazy. That's I just, amazing. I just learned it. I just learned that's that. That's really thing. cool. I didn't know that either. I, and I, I wouldn't expect that. Scorsese to do that because I don't know if you guys know, like, you know, uh, Bob Richardson was the DP for Casino, oh, I wow. believe. 
who is mm. Tarantino's DP now, right? And uh, I, I was listening to an expose about his career, and he was talking about how when he was approached to direct, uh, sorry, to do the uh, photography for Casino, he had made like this booklet of notes, and he sent it to Marty, and apparently Marty uh, didn't respond for a while, and then he called him back and said, "Bob, I got your notes. Uh, I haven't looked at them, and I will never look at them." Uh, if I need to know if, you know, if we need to do something about, uh, the, the shots that I need to, whatever your opinion, or I will let you know. But, uh, as of now, this is how we're proceeding and boom. And, that, and, and Bob goes, I guess I'm just lighting and operating in this, uh, this, wow. uh, picture, wow. but it just goes to show, like, I mean, I, I know that some people might think that that sounds like him being a jerk, but it just goes to speak to how a director operates in a certain, you know, there are and different it's directors. also story told by this person, told by that person told, but you know what I mean? Right, like, right, right. I could right. totally imagine in that era being like, Hey man, I appreciate your hard work, but like, when I want notes, I'm going to ask for them. Exactly. You know? And and I mm-hmm. and I don't think that Scorsese was trying to be an asshole. It's just that sure. Scorsese had such a distinct vision for this film that yeah. he was like, look, I, I, I need a DP that's going to understand what I'm conveying, but I don't need to be told how I'm going to shoot my movie because I know what I want to do. You know well, what I mean? And, and I respect that. At least that he told him up yes, front like that. You exactly. Know? Well, to segue yeah. off of what you're saying, I got a question for Johnny. Johnny. Ooh. So the, the biggest... The biggest, in my uh, opinion, the biggest scene, the biggest shot in this movie. You know what I'm going. You know what I'm talking about too. The biggest, the longest shot oh, yeah. in this movie is when they shot to hell. Yeah, the, it's one continuous shot when they go from the car. Oh God. Uh, uh, Henry and his wife go from the car all the way to sitting down in the so middle great. of the restaurant. Great, great so sequence. Great. Yeah, Copacabana. Yeah, Copacabana. at the Copa. Copacabana. <laughs> how long? How many takes did that? take to set up and, and to shoot was that one. just one one they did it one. in one take yeah i doubt it no they did it in one take but i think they did it over and over and over but i i, I really don't sure know. yeah no, it's, I, it, I, it I, is I, a three, three minute they don't stitch scene together, right, three minutes yeah. 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 you know what i wish i had the answer i don't know but i don't you know. should call marty that well, yeah. You know what? Hey, let me let me just get him on the phone. Give me a second. Uh, I make calls. That's what I do, and uh, I get people on 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 the phone. But right. anyway, yeah. No, uh, I, I I wish I knew the answers to that. I I, I don't. I but, you know, love. It, it, I mean, everyone loves that. It was scene. a great scene. The, with but the music, the the. I mean, the music was perfect. I mean, I music throughout. Oh God, right, guys? Wasn't it just iconic? Yeah. But that that scene also goes to show, like what a fantastic exposition of a character you get a lot of information yes. in that scene because you get that he's prideful like the way that he pays off everybody and he walks in and he's acting like he's this big shot or whatever but like that was the life that he's always chasing you know what mm-hmm. i mean that's what he wanted to do and it, it it's it says so much about henry and then when he sits down and the, and his wife his future wife asks him what do you do he completely smiles and lies construction exactly i mean construction <laughs> this not construction business that scene, <laughs> that scene. he's a union delegate union delegate yeah yeah, yeah. There you go. union delegate yeah. these don't look like construction hands yeah i'm a union delegate you know that scene was set up for him to entice karen uh played by uh lorraine bronco uh, yes. Who plays um, the therapist in The Sopranos? In The Sopranos, yes. yeah, yes. And there's your movie trivia. But that scene was for him to entice her to get her into his world of who he was and what mm. he was doing. That's right. And uh, that that's where Marty uh, was looking looking to do. 
I love Marty. I love saying yeah. And it's, I got to tell you guys, I, I said it, Peter, and we were talking about it before. They go downstairs. Then we get intense red lighting. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. they're going lower level yeah. into an area yeah. with a bunch of criminals, killers, thieves, yep. and all yep. the lighting is red. Yep. And then we come up a little bit more. And it's not quite cool and breezy, but they're in a nice neutral area Holding, with a singer. Yeah. Let me tell let me tell you guys a, qu- a quick story with that. So then when they go in there, right, they yeah. they they put a table right in front and they they bring the table in and set it all up and they put the chairs down and and they uh uh and then they sit right in front mm-hmm. where uh Henny Youngman is is uh the comedian on stage. Yeah. So here's what happened to me in chicago i was i was a part of the cast of tony tina's wedding which was a, a dinner theater play oh, cool. and interactive right that's really cool interactive and it, it was very it was very popular at the time i i did it i i played the lead from 2000 uh to 2002 right and uh here in chicago and we, we did a lot of uh, uh uh press with it but anyway i went to this local place uh, this place down the street, which was an Italian restaurant. And this was, we had, we had two shows on a Saturday, real quick story, two shows on a Saturday. And we did the, you know, three o'clock show or five o'clock show. And then we had to do the nine o'clock show. So after the five o'clock show, it was like seven, seven thirty, and we wanted to go get something to eat. So we went over to this place called Topo Gigio oh, nice. on, well, on well street in Chicago, best place in Chicago. Wall Street is amazing. Uh, you guys, when you come here, you have to, you have to yeah. visit. Uh, uh, you really feel right, right next to second city. Actually, yes. we were in second. Ah. City. That was the building that we were, that we were performing in second city. So we went over there and I saw the maitre d over there. Uh, and he goes, uh, I said, Hey, uh, me and a couple of guys are here to get some food and it's back to back people. Uh, the place was packed. And he goes, Johnny, why don't you tell me that you were, uh, coming here. I said, I, you know, I didn't know. We just got, we got about an hour and a half in between shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you guys look very busy. I'll leave. He goes, no, 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 don't worry. So he, he motions over to the guy, <laughs> to, to one of the guys, they bring a table. <laughs> wow. Just like you envision in this boss. I right. swear to God, I'm not, I'm, I mean, you can ask it. people earlier. I believe and it. Puts it down right in the middle of where you shouldn't be putting anything down there, just <laughs> put it down and then and said, you're eating right here. And a guy at the bar was at the show previously. Oh my God. So he buys us a bottle of uh, wine and puts wow. the bottle of wine. He goes, this is from so-and-so. And, and, and I was looking like, Hey, thank you very much. I, I mean, Pete, my buddy who was experiencing this with me, yeah, it's like uh, said, really, really uh, tells the story anywhere he goes. And, and right. this is the absolute truth. It was it was amazing. But it was just like that scene in Goodfellas. That's awesome. Like, oh, wow. Crazy. Gotta feel good. Gotta feel good. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I mean, it, it, it was it was a royal, royal treatment because we, I mean, yeah. we were treated really well because of that show here. Yeah, it's but really anyway. funny. My grandpa um always says uh you know because my grandpa 
my grandfather right now, you know, he's, he's very much retired. He's, he's in his nineties. He's, he's, you know, he's relaxing in life, but at one point he was a very wealthy guy in, in uh, Venezuela. He was, he was an engineer, civil engineer. So he was actually in construction, but he always told me, he's like, listen, you know, you lead an honest life, you work hard and stuff like that, but it's always good to, to have a little bit of gangster in you, if not at least a couple of gangster <laughs> friends. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause he was like, it's okay to be a little bit like that because, because he's like, That's you know, you don't bring it to it, but like you need those connections just to, you know, get you through the door in certain things or whatever. And I thought that was kind of smarts. Exactly. It's yeah. kind of what he meant by it, uh, which yeah. I always thought was, was interesting uh, to, to say the least, but wise uh, man. Yeah. It's, I do want to talk he, about he was a wise man you are right not a wise guy he's a wise guy you're not saying wise man on this right now you say wise wise guy guy. i do want to talk about the opening because you know how i love openings (laughs) i love the opening credits um i do love the opening of this movie and i love the way it comes back to the to the middle of the movie now go get your shoe shine box (laughs) it's like (laughs) Mm -hmm. i'm just busting your balls a little bit just busting you you know what i mean (laughs) and 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 it really shows the opening to me really shows who these guys are. You know, you got like, you got Jimmy, who's kind of like watching over everybody. You got, uh, you got Tommy, who's just like the, the, what, what, what he, the wild card, I guess you could say, you, you know, say, he's yeah, the one, he's the one that the gets like, card. just, yeah. And then you got Henry, who's like standing back, like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Hey, how you, you know? going, Henry? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Henry, yeah, it's, I don't know. There's a lot of subtleties to this that like, I do love that intro, Peter. I am with you. I think the idea of that intro has gone far beyond parody that you forget that it even came from Goodfellas. To yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. You might be wondering how I got here. Exactly. You know, like it's like they a, don't say that, but that's that me. Well, now know? it's a staple of Scorsese. Yeah. You know what I mean? He did it in Wolf well, of Wall Street. Well, and it's a thing that people use it. where they can be like, I'm going to stop the film here and then we're yeah. going to go back somewhere else. And Peter, you are typically a guy who does not like a film that breaks up the chronology. You've uh, said that in typically, but I, well, you're ta- are you ta- are you referring to Quentin Tarantino? Well, we talked about it a little bit in that one, but I think this is another example of if it's done right, if it's done it's right, a good it's movie. amazing. Yeah. You know, well, I mean? it, it, again, I mean, you know, this is what I think about. We were talking about Rob. You were talking about that scene in the Copacabana, like him going down and like the red lights and everything like that. Where like filmmaking, you know, he, he's telling a narrative story here that that, mm-hmm. that actually happened. Like you know, Goodfellas is uh, like a true story, right? And uh, you know, this the 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 awesome thing about movies and cinema is that you can grab. It's such a subconscious visual art form, right? Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. so much you can do to tell a story. And I feel like Scorsese at the time was doing innovative things to tell that story because he's got that narrative, um, like like actual like speaking where you hear the characters narrate voiceover over what's happening. It's almost like you're being told the story, like you're sitting at a table with these guys and they're recounting it for you. He's well, it's like you're the with- FBI agent. Oh yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you're the you're, but it's like you're a character in this. You have something to play, and he's done that well with other. He did it with Casino. He did it with Wolf of Wall Street. You know what I mean? He's done it with a lot of movies. So I feel like the first time I watched Goodfellas, I like felt like I was at that table with them, sitting, hearing the story. You know, which is great. Yeah. So that's what he makes yeah. you. Do. He makes you. He makes you feel like you're a part of the whole thing. And then when when I did Tony and Tina's wedding at the interactive play, mm-hmm. that was like that was my Goodfellas, you know, because yeah. I made every single person that was part of the interactive improv play 
uh, 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 really, uh, you know, be a part of the the narrative of what you're of what 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 the show's about. I guess. Right. But right. Yeah. I yeah. Exactly what you're saying. I um, I completely agree. And before we take a break, I do want to just on that topic, Rob. I was listening to the Truth and Hollywood podcast. Yeah. Um, I listen to it every now and again, just especially when movies like Goodfellas. I listened to their episode about that where it's like, okay, it's based on a true story. What's true? What's Hollywood? Right. You know, right, and right. it's fine. This Everything we've said in this episode is all like accurate, you know, based on true story, blah, 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 blah. But one of the hosts, she had said something that stuck out to her and this would never jump out to me, which is why sure. I'm so glad I liked I like listen to this episode. Right, I loved it. Right. She's like, when they're in the beauty parlor scene, all of the uh, mob wives and yeah, yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I guess it's all mob wives here. But yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, they all, for the most part, have bad skin. Interesting. And they have bad skin and they are treating their bad skin. Right. You know, whether it's movie magic, bad skin or not, whatever. None of them sure. look like movie stars. They have like, that's in the narration pockets and blackheads yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and the they're getting beauty treatment. Yep. Right. But the idea is that Mar- Martin Scorsese, Marty, is trying to do here is saying that like the stress of being a part of this world right. is deterior- deteriorating these people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're doing what they can to put on a facade right. to look better, right. to present better, to right. be wow. this. Right. And isn't that, what, isn't that what everybody does now, though? Like Kim Kardashian, like, like every. Well, I think I you can make that argument for a lot of Johnny. things, but I think specifically for this movie, you are seeing a close up on women's faces that while they're trying to look their best and they're not. Yeah, and I yeah, think, yeah. Gotcha. And I think that was very. Uh, it was accurate. Smart. It felt it felt uh, yeah. genuine. It felt like that would be a real. Thing. I mean, like, that's the thing about Goodfellas. Like, like when I also talk, Johnny, I want to hear your take on this, too. Like, I when yeah, I please. see the violence in it, right? Like, when, for example, when they whack Maury, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Oh. I was shocked when that happened because, like, I didn't. I mean, like, I knew that he was a pain in the ass. But I, first of all, I didn't think they were going to kill him. They make it seem like I felt. He was a pain kind, in the fucking ass. He was, he was a pain, pain in the fucking ass. ass but I felt scared. Like, I was like, holy shit, dude. Like. Maybe they they to totally die. baited him in and like he no, bought it like he was susceptible he to, to it I mean, and they on. got him, you know, he was a pain in the ass. But like, but what I'm saying is the shock value and how they shot it felt so real. Like they sat him in the car and they, blah, you know, like he's getting a knife stuck in the mm-hmm. back of his neck. And yeah, he was a pain in the ass. But the way that they did it and the way that it was shot felt so real to me that I was like, wow, I just actually witnessed gangsters murder. Like whenever I witness yeah. violence in Goodfellas or any of like Scorsese's movies, even Casino and stuff like that, it feels like it's real. Like it doesn't feel like a movie. It feels real to me. Like it I, feels like I watched it on the news. It is not cool. Exactly. <laughs> I agree. I mean, the same thing that they did with Billy Batch, you know, go get your shine box. Guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, um, Frank Vincent. So yeah. uh, quick story about Frank Vincent. So I, I, I did a show called What's Your 20 back in 2007. And in 2008 or nine, actually 2009, um, I interviewed uh, <laughs> Frank Vincent, who played Billy Batch, go get your shine box. Yeah. Uh, and um, it was very unique because so he came to this restaurant out in the suburbs of Chicago and it took so long to get there that he was really pissed off. 
So really, when, yeah, really pissed off for the interview because it took so long to get. I mean, granted, he's in a limo, he's driving, he's getting there, whatever. But it, it took a long time. And I, I get why he was upset because it took that long. So we had all cameras set up because we were interviewing Mike Starr. Mike Starr was the guy in Goodfellas, the commandant and the night guy. Uh, security. Mm-hmm. He's he's the guy in in uh, you know Dumb and Dumber who eats all uh, the hamburgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the heist and all that stuff that, that let everybody in. But anyway, Mike Mike is actually. I mean, not to drop names. Mike's a friend. But anyway, sure. uh, yeah. I so, love his work. So yeah. So 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 Frank Vincent came in and he was the guy from the Goodfellas scene wow. that was go get your shine box, you know? Right. So he came in and and I was the lead producer on, on this show that I, I created to, to talk with them. And they're like, Johnny Frank's really pissed off. Right. Can you go talk with them? So I went up to him and he goes, what's this all about? I went, well, okay, this is an internet, internet show. We have 150,000 viewers that watch the show. And, uh, uh, I appreciate you being here, blah, blah, blah. And he's looking at me like he wants to tell me to go get my fucking shine box. I know he's doing this. You put me on MySpace oh, my or something? So, so I'm telling him. So listen, I'm telling him, Peter, Peter's dying. So uh, I'm telling him, I'm telling him, uh, uh, I said, so listen, it's, uh, you know, I was a little intimidated right when he got yeah, there because sure, it's yeah. fucking Frank Vincent. Right. So I'm going, I'm going, uh, uh, okay. Uh, you know, we got 150,000 viewers, Mr. Vincent, we got this and that, and we're doing this. And, I, and, and, and then for, for, for a minute I went, I'm fucking Johnny Ariola. What the fuck? I'm exactly. from Chicago. I, I went and, uh, you know, I don't know where you came from, but why don't you go get your shine box? You said that to him. <laughs> Amazing. I swear to God. I swear. What did he he say? At me. He's sitting here right now looking at me. I told him, I said, I said, I had, I had to say you had something. had to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was, I had to break him from what he had. Right. And it was either going to go bad or it was right. going to even go even worse. Right, and right, 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 right. And that would have been it. Right. And, and he looked at me. Like Robert De Niro, you got a yeah, gift. Yeah, one, yeah, One of those. But I said that, and he brought – he immediately after that, I said that, he laughed his ass off. Right, right. And, we, and then, we, then we started doing business. And, That's and I got amazing. the best interview from him. That's amazing. From that show. Uh, wow. And it was, uh, it was great. And he brought a bobblehead that, hmm. was, that was Billy Bats. That oh, said, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And wanted to promote that. And I think we sold maybe a uh, hundred thousand of those wow, geez, wow. Amazing. At, that, amazing. at that time. But, but anyway, he, he, he passed away a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I was really intimidated to do that because I mean, I mean, why would, how would, I, why would I do that to, to, to a guy of that caliber? Right. Right. But right. I right. had to do something. That's amazing. And, and, uh, and, and I, I told him, I said, listen, why don't you go home and get your shine box? Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't think there's anywhere we can go from there. So we got to take a break, Johnny. This is awesome. <laughs> All right, we are back. It is Madrigal at the Movies with Robin Rob and Johnny Ariola. 
gentlemen, it is time for final thoughts. Now, we like to go around the room, Johnny, and, and just give a quick... We've obviously already told our passions for the movie, so now we just go around and we'll be like, this is why I like it, this is why it still works, and we're done. Or whatever else you have yet to say. Um, I'm happy to start if you guys want, and we can go from there. Whoever wants it. to start, you all go. Sure. Um, like I said, I think uh, in my 30s, this movie is totally different to me than in my teens, of mm. course. Um, doesn't make it any less of an amazing film. I think it is. it was like entered into the Library of Congress because of its importance in the it art is. world. It is, yeah. I think that although it doesn't get all the details correct, it is an accurate portrayal of organized crime in an era before the technology that we have now, right. which is an interesting look at history. But here's my big takeaway. And this is also like the same thing for Sopranos. These people are working hard. They're working just yeah. as hard, if not harder, than those of us who go to a standard nine to five job. I, I've always thought that, days. Rob. Isn't that, isn't that crazy to think? Yeah, and that's amazing. How? I know. And they're working so hard for maybe an upper middle class lifestyle. Wow. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the majority of these people aren't doing $5 million heists and then all dying. Well, other than the Lufthansa heist, which was sure. the, the big That's deal, what I'm saying. Right? I mean, like, you know. that doesn't happen all the time. So like <laughs> they're making yeah, a couple bucks here, are, couple are trying bucks to get there, ninety thousand know? dollar salaries. Yeah, uh, and would they if they put that much effort into like Devry, they'd be coding <laughs> websites and making that money. <laughs> That's my thoughts. Um, I'll go off. I'll go a second. So uh, final thoughts for me is obviously if you've never watched a gangster movie in your life you should definitely watch goodfellas and if you have watched a gangster movie in your life you should watch goodfellas because i don't think anything else measures really up to it i mean the godfather obviously and godfather 2 especially for me are like one of the top ones in gangster films but um but uh i goodfellas has a special place in my heart not just because it is one of the best gangster movies i've ever seen uh, it's also just like you know a filmmaker's movie like i i watch mm. this movie and i analyze it and i'm like i need to understand how to harness the emotional power that scorsese delivers with this movie man because like i said the moments the, the depiction of violence is so shockingly real and like well handled like the characters are all you know when they when they uh when they kill tommy man like i yeah, i was crazy. i felt it man and Tommy was a violent criminal too, man. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> but, but I, 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 I felt like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like you, you got feel, a connection. Yeah. Exactly. You get a connection. And, and I needed to understand how that happened. So like for me, that movie has that impact to me. And also it's just one of those, I, even though it's a movie about crime, it's one of those great American epics, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because it is a long mm -hmm. movie. It's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's, I think it's a cinematic epic. Uh, and, and it's just, brilliantly executed by the very talented and brilliant Martin Scorsese. I totally agree with that. And I'm yeah. backing off of what you said. Um, I actually agree with everything that you just said. 
But uh, my final takeaway, apart from what you said, right. <laughs> was uh, is uh, what the hell happened to Ray Liotta? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I am literally in, like, in oh, man, like the actor, yeah. the actor, the yeah. actor that plays Henry Ray Liotta. What what else has he been in? I mean, that's well, my takeaway from this. Is like, what, have you seen those anti-smoking commercials that he's done? Yeah, they're the smoke, insane. The oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, he, he yeah, just yeah, walked yeah. in my house. You want to say hi? Hey, yeah, I loved you in Vice City. How's it going, baby? But yeah, that's my takeaway is like, what happened to Ray after this? I mean, this was a great film and then nothing, you know? He's counting checks, Peter. That's what he's doing. Okay. All right. I'll take it. Okay, Johnny, final thoughts. Uh, and then give me Marty's number, but offline. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> it's 323-747-930. Oh, anyway. Uh, okay. Hey. But before I give my final thoughts, I just want to say one more thing about this Goodfellas thing, because this is like the biggest thing that happened inside of the uh, the world of Goodfellas that really nobody knows. You know the funny how scene? But I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. I make you laugh. I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. So that scene was never in the script. Right. That wow. scene happened because Joe Pesci was working as a waiter somewhere and, and uh, he went and told a mobster why he was working as a waiter that uh, he goes, you're really funny. And that's what came out of it. Wow. So when they did the scene with him and Ray Liotta, Scorsese loved it and didn't put it in the script so uh, Leota could react the way that he reacted and that's the way it was portrayed and it's one of the most iconic scenes that you've ever yeah. seen yeah. in yeah. cinematic history. Yeah. But also why it has like all those wide shots too, right? Yeah. So that everyone else could be like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everybody, everybody played along but that was... Uh, that was that that was something. But I just wanted to end with that. Um, and then two more quick things. Uh, Tom Cruise and Madonna was supposed to play uh, Henry and Holy Karen Hill. Shit. Interesting. Wow. Okay. And then Al Pacino turned down the role of Jimmy Conway. Really? Wow. Yeah, really? Uh, that would have been because, interesting. Because he just got off Godfather and didn't want to be typecast. Yeah. So he wanted gotcha. to do something else. Right. He didn't pick Tracy after that. But anyway. Right, right, uh, right. He played a mobster in Dick Tracy yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. So anyway, uh, so for, I mean, for me to recap, I mean, this was an iconic uh, movie growing up for me that that I just I, I delved into these actors. I think it was the reason why I wanted to get in the show business. I'm a I'm, I'm producer. I've been in a producer for uh, uh, professionally for the past 20 years. Mm. And uh, I can't even believe to say 20 years. Christ, uh, but but you know I I, I worked on uh, uh, television and, and and more so now into movies and all that stuff and 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 I appreciate the I mean it, it shaped who I who I wanted to become and uh, um, this is yeah one of the movies that kind of you know just really made me want to believe in filmmaking but anyway hell yeah thank you guys for 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 having me to be a part of this i appreciate that yeah, uh magical the movies coming. you guys are awesome of what you guys are doing reviewing movies and and this is uh this is one of the best platforms i gotta tell you but this is so much fun thank you so much oh yeah, thank you johnny absolutely. thank you for coming on you, johnny. Time coming man 
Shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, please come back for another episode. Yes. If you'll, uh, oh, yes. If you'll allow us. But casino's to next. We're going to have to do Casino one of casino, these days. Casino will be next? Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll do Casino. <laughs> Hey, this has been great. Uh, I want to remind our audience that they can leave us five-star rating and reviews on uh, Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to know the rules to those reviews, uh, please visit our Judge Dread episode. Uh, you're going to be very pleased. But basically, it's five stars or no review at all. Um, guys, I cannot wait to get into our uh, blockbuster month coming up here soon. But uh, the audience is going to have to wait for that. This has been Madrigal at the Movies with Rob and Rob and special guest Johnny Ariola. We watched Goodfellas and uh, our audience is full of good fellows. Call me so, Johnny Nips. <laughs> I'll see you next week, everyone. Bye. Madrigal at the Movies with Rob and Rob is hosted by Peter Madrigal, Rob Federick, and Rob Schulte. The podcast is edited by me, Chris Tyler and produced by Rob Schulte. If you're looking to support this podcast, check out the merch link in the show notes or just leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. If you have any suggestions for a movie you'd like us to cover, you can reach out to me on Twitter at Christos Tyler or to Rob at Rob K. Schulte. Thanks and we'll see you again next week. Shine.